Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Cheers to you. Hey, what episode is this on? Vic the Soundcheck? Do we know? Are we like, what, 130, 140s? Way to do your job. Call it the 150s. <laughs> I don't because know. We, do it, we break it up by seasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're in season three. I think we're getting, yeah, we're in season three. How That's long have we been in season three? For quite some time. Since January. Since January. Oh, wow. We're almost through season three of Coffee Talk. Cheers. Babe, have we ever asked ourselves the question, how long are we going to do this? <laughs> have we ever, I mean, Forever. we've been doing this every week, sometimes twice a week, depending when we used to do shots. Should we do another live episode just for the fun I don't of know. It? I don't know about all that. It really? just seems, that made sense when we weren't doing anything, but now we're doing things. Oh, but it could be like a hot date night, you know? No, like- that's not a date night. That's you collaborating and coordinating and planning a date night. Not a date night for you. It's us it's us planning a date night for 150 people. That's that's not romantic. That's Oh, I would love chaotic. it. Here's the thing. You don't have to plan any of That's exactly I do right. plan it though. I'm part of it. I you know can, you guys. You could let go and just be Vic the sound check and Jen are uber planners, but I also am a planner, so I can't you not You could let go and be, you know. I can't. No, you could. I believe in you. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I believe in you. Hey, let's do a Zoom date night. <laughs> That's a thing now. Hey guys, want to get together via Zoom? It's not a thing actually. Yeah, no. Culture has turned it into a thing. We Zoom together. No, no. But, um, hey, happy birthday to Lil Ren. Time's gone past. We celebrated her 17th birthday, which is crazy to think. And we went downtown Seattle. It was awesome. We did like a shopping day. She got tons of awesome stuff. We ate dinner with the family on a rooftop in the middle of Seattle. Very Not on the water, restaurant. which is a cool vibe. But this was in the middle, in the middle of Sky Rise ever at uh, Frolic Kitchen. Very neat. Super it was a cool. Great restaurant. Yeah. What'd you say? It was a great restaurant. My expectations were... Not po- totally met because the rooftop, <laughs> the rooftop, just to be honest, the rooftop, when I th- think of rooftop, I think of the nest in Seattle, like where you can see everything, but it was you a could rooftop see the water. Like, like within the buildings. So it was, like you're it was buried in the skyscrapers, yeah, but you were above it all. It had a New Yorkish vibe. Yeah. It definitely, it definitely was, it was worth it. The French fries were amazing. I loved it. It's just, it's not, I'm not comparing like rooftop over the water and the sunset, which is unbelievable, and rooftop. It's just, I loved the new vibe. It was just really cool. It would be cool to actually go to every restaurant with a rooftop in Seattle. Like just go visit them all. Like do a do like a round. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the one we went to. That's in Ballard or Capitol Hill. It's like right there on the corner. It's next to the Starbucks Reserve. Oh yeah, that's super a cool. Good one. Yeah, the food's terrible and the people are pretentious, but it was a cool rooftop. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, most people in those areas are just pretentious. That's a very very sweeping (laughs) statement, Huffman. Seattle is full of pretension. You know what? You know what else is full of pretension? I know is the um, is the um, New England New England states. You get up there like where Harvard and Yale and all those people are. All those people. It can be. There are some really sweet people. (laughs) Of course, there's sweet people everywhere. Yeah. I mean, we have sweet serenities all over the world. Yeah. But then you have pretentious people. Oh, I'm Tell us how you really feel there. Oh, I'm feeling it this morning. <laughs> Tell us what bothers you. Oh, we got to talk this oh, morning. Talk this morning. Um, so, hey, you had the worst coffee experience of your life. You and Lil Ren Ren did on Saturday. Yeah, in this Seattle. is my uh, my my overall uh, thoughts and feelings since we've been back from you know quarantining. Is that a word? Quarantining. Um, coffee at Starbucks has just 
plummeted. And we it's, realized we might lose our sponsorship by yeah, saying this. I don't know. I, and we don't even care about that I sponsorship. I think they're struggling to train and keep staff, so therefore the quality of a shot being pulled properly into a delicious cup of coffee has just gone. I wonder if our good friends at Five Stones could do a little training for the Starbucks That's the people. truth. I was yeah. sipping on coffee on Sunday morning, and I, it, I was like, man, this coffee's really, really good. Five Stones coffee. Coffee for all of us. Cheers. <laughs> coffee for the rest of us. Five Stones is coffee for all of us. Dunkin' Donuts is coffee for the rest of us. Because not everyone can handle the Dunkin' Donuts. I, I was, okay, so you know how like you'll get bad, a bad cup of coffee and you just deal with it. You're just yeah. like, whatever. Like, you don't want to be that person who yeah. complains. You're grateful for the caffeine. You get, yeah, but, but the thing is, is this time it was like muddy water. Which I would have thought was just you being bougie because I'm going to say as much as I love you There's and I do love you. There's a little coffee bougie in me. I get it. No, there's just a little bougie in you, period. Okay. Seattle has bouged off on you slightly. Now, you're the sexiest bougie woman I've ever met, but you got some bouge, girl. Like, even when you're being like at the Frolic Kitchen and you're like, the rooftop, it didn't meet all of my expectations. You were upset that when they brought out the fries, it was a massive trough of fries, which I was thrilled. Making up things. You were. You would have much. Okay, just let me let me do an experiment. No. A fry presentation. One comes out in a silver, like silver cool can with like cool white like things with sauces in them. And it's on like a like a um, a pottery kind of like platter. And there's like like little like pickled r- things and they put pickled? that down. And like 10 fries. Yeah, you would be like, they were super thin and, and they brought you like a tallet so that you could like in between each thing, you'd be like, this is awesome. Or just be honest, a massive white plate, just <laughs> tons of fries piled high and falling off. No, they were delicious. You know, you know. The but best, you're not answering. No, I, you would so love the booze setup. I will setup. not let your your opinion of me to intimidate me. I, the <laughs> best fries in the world are at Daru Market. They come in a paper box, and they're just like a pile of fries with rosemary sprinkled on top and a little cheese. Okay, those come in like a brown, which is a trendy brown box now, and it has and you open it up, and there's like there's plants in there with it. I'm always like, I'm eating a plant. You know what? Those fries come with plants. I'm like, who threw all the leaves in my fries? Anyone who's listening and lives in the Kirkland Eastside area who has eaten Daru fries will 100% agree with me that they are the best fries on the face of the earth. They're delicious. And And they're thrown into a box. Thank you very much. No, the, that's a much. trend thing. That box is are trending we, now. Do we need like... Cal- no, it's not. It's like it's a go Yeah, it, do we need like trendy. Counselor Molly to intervene in, in our trendy. <laughs> arguments? Any husky. Uh, any husky. But, but the Starbucks. So the Starbucks was so watery that I just was like, you know what? I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be that girl. But I was like, Seren got the same thing. And so I just walked up to the counter and said, hey, can I just pay for an extra shot? So that I thought that would be Here's a better way of bad. approaching it. Here's how I knew it was bad. Because you were saying you didn't like it. And I was like, babe. But then Seren tasted it. And she was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. And Seren's the person who is like me. She'll just drink it. Or not drink it. But she was like, oh, my God, this is awful. So... Any, you asked him. Any husky. So I walked up and said, hey, is there anyone can, you know, purchase another shot? And, and at that point, I'm thinking they're going to look into the cup and realize, oh, that's like water with a little bit of cream. And um, anyway, even a shot after that didn't make a difference. It's just, you know. So we walked out. I had my coffee. My coffee was good because I did. I'm trying I did. to think of all the good ones. Woods Coffee. Those are some good coffee shops. If you live in Seattle. If you live in Seattle. So then I walked out. I drank my coffee. You guys in front of the window just... You didn't want to, but I took each coffee cup and dropped it in the trash can. <laughs> you didn't even drink it. 
can't, yeah. man. You just gotta uh, just roll the punches. You know what I mean? That was kind of sad. You know what I mean? Hey, remember that one time when you challenged me to a mile race? Yeah. Do you remember that one time, babe? Yeah, I've been waiting for you to like make you know bring Whatever. it back up. Yeah. I got scared after you said yes. Uh, no, I'm just you I'm the one bringing it up by this physique, man. Like just I'm the one bringing it up. Like whatever happened to I that? I would have been out there in a hot second, ready to go. I say I say we still do this thing, okay? Because and this can't be after your 45 hard or your uh, 75 hard. You, you say it mockingly, and I cannot wait <laughs> to run circles around you. Um, I I've started so 75 excited. hard. I'm two days into 75 hard again, taking it all the way up to Thanksgiving, and. So I'm. I say we let's set a date. Let's come up with a date, and it will be you and me next Monday. No, give us a little bit of time. See what I'm saying? You just can't see. It has to be. It's all conditional for you. Like you, you the the challenge was is you said I could beat you right now, and mm-hmm. I'm like false. You never brought it back up. Then you were, you're like you were to, now you have to set a date. You have to mentally prepare. You have to like get fit a little bit more. Like you're you're working. Are this. you afraid if I do that? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna this have is the thing. Should we do it right after this? We're I think little Rin Rin would beat you. Well, I'm not arguing that. Little Rin is an athlete. I'm not even thinking about that. You think I Jen, would beat you? No, no, Vic, I don't think you run. I mean, I don't. Do you run? That I do you moonlight as a runner? No, I just yeah. run from my problems. <laughs> you run from your problems. That's a whole podcast, man. That's good <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh man, we're we are running. If I'm running, you better run too because something is coming. Jen, you're not an athlete. You're I, I, you're true, a fitness goddess. That, I'm not arguing that. So that's with, what I'm talking. Seren is more of an athlete. So I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying sure. to race like, my I, I'm not 17 year old daughter in, like in a mile sprinting. But right. but I could. I have a lot of endurance. So I think the endurance side of me will outrun you. That's all I'm saying. You're you're right. You have way more endurance than me. But for a mile, I'll beat you because there's something inside of me. I want to do this so bad. I want to do this so bad. I she can't. Endurance I can't even express the the passion I feel. I think you'll. You can run faster. I will. She can, he can run faster. I 100%. will win. I'm not arguing that fact at all. The, ladies and gentlemen. A mile my husband, is not that far, you know. My husband can run so much faster than me. But well, ladies can't and even gentlemen. Run fast, but my yeah, husband you're, will you get don't tired run. really fast. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a mile. Like, you guys are going to be done. It is just a mile. Finish. It's four times around that track out there. Let's go. Four times. And you know what? If you win, I'm going to just give you props and kiss you and hug you and all the things. Well, if you lose, I'll do the same for you. Okay. Or when you lose. I'm still on your I, side, baby. I'm still on your side, okay. but you're going to lose this. <laughs> and I'm not going to be on your side when we're on that track. You're going to be the enemy, and I'm going to destroy you. You're going to get a cramp in his left thigh. Oh, that would suck <laughs> if that happened. Oh. We should have it. I should, I should write like an, an addendum. I'm going to have like, you a know. Claws, cramp claws. The wind at my back, you know, angels around me just like. On my side. Well, oh, the angels won't be with me. No, nope. I've always wondered that in, in competitive sports when both teams are praying for God to give them the win. Like, who's he listening to? Lord, smite our foes. But they're saying the same thing about you. I don't know. What are we talking about, babe? Okay. We were having, um, as if you can tell, I'm a little bit on it this morning. Are I, you? I was realizing. Were you? I was realizing my least favorite thing ever. Could we all guess? Since the coming out of lockdown. It's not. Masks. Um, since coming out of lockdown Mine a year and a half be. ago, it's not <laughs> vaccines. Mine might be. It's not politics. And I'm saying all things that just <laughs> rub me the wrong way. No, my least favorite thing coming out of lockdown is without question traffic. Oh, man. And other drivers 
in traffic. I remember when we were in lockdown and we were doing non-essential driving. <laughs> we even said that. Like, remember when the governor was like, "Please do not do any non-essential driving." Our I was like, "I would just go." I would just go out and be like, "I'm going to non-essentially drive." Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh God! Like, please don't drive unless you have to. Like, I have to. Where are you going? Anywhere I want, non-essentially. I'm just going to drive. But I remember being like. There's no traffic. It was the most glorious thing in the whole world. I, I, I actually, on the interstate, I had to unlearn bad habits because on the interstate, you didn't use your blinker anymore. You didn't even look to change lanes because there was nobody out there. It's like we lived in the, in the times of The Walking Dead, the TV series, and like you just drive wherever you want. There's no one around. It's a little serenity learned to drive on the interstate during yeah, the lockdown the because there's no cars. So she, I'm like, we're going 65 miles an hour. She just, I mean, I was like, well, let's pretend there's cars here. And what would you do? And what would you do? I mean, right? Perfect. Oh, that was the one thing that I loved about lockdown. The no traffic. Not having to deal with other crazy drivers. And then now, it has been, I feel like people have gotten so much worse. We were already bad. Drivers were already bad. Traffic around here was already bad. And maybe it's because we didn't have it for a year that it feels so much worse. Totally. But it feels so much worse. And the other, the other day we were coming back from a staff meeting, you, me, Vic the Soundchick, and one of our other friends. And there's a car in the middle. Of, we're driving. We're driving. Okay, we're in the flow of traffic. Does everyone understand what that means? I feel a need to explain. <laughs> the flow of traffic. That means in this, in this, on this road, traffic is always moving. There's no stop sign. There's no crosswalks. There wasn't even anybody in front of you. It's the flow car. of traffic. Yeah. If you want to stop, you pull over to the side. And what do you do? You get out of the flow. If you want to slow down, you pull into a parking spot. What do you do? I don't know. Reminisce about life. But you don't You do not do that in the flow of traffic. We're driving, and I see this guy. I can see his head on a swivel in front of me. And I know. I'm like, oh, man. He's slowing down, slowing down, slowing down. And then all of a sudden, we are in the road. We're in the road, and I'm coming up on him. I'm like, I know what's happening here. I know what's happening. He comes to a, there's no turn. There's nothing to look at. He's not turning into a driveway. I thought, okay, maybe he's turning into a driveway, and he's not using his turn signal, which is annoying, but I get it. I've done that before. I just pull in real quick, right? I'm, I'm not so great with the turn signals. I'll be honest about that, but I move so quick, it doesn't bother you because you're like, you didn't, okay, he's already gone. <laughs> I'm saying, you didn't turn on your turn signal, but I'm already gone. Sir, you did. I'm already gone. So, like, so you don't have to worry about. It. Like, I already did it. I made the move. You're like, oh, okay. Like, it's fine. It, it, one thing outweighs the other thing. I didn't use my turn signal, but I'm already out of your way. So, like, why are you? What are you complaining about? This guy, slow, 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 dead stop. And I literally go, oh my god! And you're like, babe, because I guess you were, I guess you were embarrassed because we had a friend in the car. I, I'm sure you weren't embarrassed because Victor Soundship no, was in the car. I, the babe came after the third yell. I go, oh my god, bro, drive! And I didn't honk my horn. I didn't honk my horn. I wanted to, and so I come up on him. And no, I did honk my horn because when I did it, he, you saw him jolt, and then he started driving. He had literally just decided. He forgotten. I'm in the middle of the road. Right. He forgot that he was driving in the middle of the road. And you're like, you should have honked your horn. I'm like, no, I didn't I didn't do like this. I didn't do like the honk. No, I didn't. I went like this. No. Uh, uh, that's what I did. Uh, that's exactly what I did. Capone the dog is like, what's he going? Uh, and it jolted him back into reality. And he, he hit the gas and he started driving. And you're like, baby, you overreacted. I'm like, I did not overreact. In fact, we need to react like that more with these kinds of drivers so that they learn. <laughs> Please learn to drive. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Thank you, Vic. Jen, do you not agree with me at all? I okay. find it hard to believe that you this, don't. This I feel is, like you're the one that would stop 
this this is my inner no, absolutely not. But this is my inner struggle. I I I, I feel and 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 can relate with your frustration. But the amount of overreacting in the moment was on a level that I cannot explain that none of the listeners will ever be prevalent to. I literally it, went like, oh my you, God. When you raised your voice, oh my God, I got scared. It, it scared me. And then you said it a second time and it was like, I couldn't believe the reaction from you. And and that's when I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe you're being. You're making it sound like I screamed at the top of my lungs. I'm going to do what I did. I'm going I'm to pull away. I'm going to pull away. I'm going to pull away from the mic and do what no, I did. No, no. I go, oh my God. That's what I did, right? Just like that. That's what I did. I feel like sometimes oh, you're. Oh, it was more intense. I yeah. feel like sometimes you guys Thank are baby you. angels. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Vic. Sounds Fine. Right. You know what? I'll own my intensity. Thank I'll you. own it. I'll own it. It does not change the immutable fact that people need to learn to drive. So here's what I'd like to do I'd like to take the various driving personalities um, and parallel them with the equivalent personalities in life and see if we all can't learn to drive better. <laughs> okay? All right, Teacher Huffman. Oh, man. Here we go. Okay, um, let's, start with, go. let's start with this driver, the dead stop in traffic guy, the one we were just talking about. And you know what I think this guy who just slows down, slows down, slows down, slows down, slows down, slows down, dead stop, that guy? That person who's driving, who bothers me so bad. You know what I think they are? I think that's equivalent to the overthinkers in society. And what I mean by overthinking. And, Please so. And, yeah. Okay, Vic, you can relate with this, can't you? <laughs> Let me think about it. <laughs> She's like, why, why would he say that? What did he mean by that? She starts to overthink. I think when we overthink, overthinkers. Slow, and I'm not, slow, hey, listen, if slow. you're an overthinker, I'm not mad at you like I'm mad at the dead stop and traffic guy. Because I'm mad at that guy. I'm not mad at you. But maybe we could all learn to drive, quotations, learn to drive a little better. Overthinkers, they think it and they think about it. They think about it from every angle. It's At one point, it's actually beneficial. Like I think, I love to, th- when I think of things, I wouldn't consider myself an overthinker because I, 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 won't, I won't, no, I'm not an overthinker. Um, you would think I'm an overthinker because you are an overthinker, Vic, the sound check. I, I think of things from angles, angles. Overthinking is this. You think and you think and you think and, and what happens is you get so bogged down with all your thinking, all your thinking, it becomes very difficult to do and pull triggers and make things happen because you're thinking and thinking but what if but what if but what if but what if and so overthinking slows you down 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 until eventually honestly and this is real and if you're an overthinker just own it you stop like you can't all of a sudden you become you don't make decisions and i i know you're all looking at me like all three of you all three of you in the room are like i think he's an overthinker but here's here's how i would argue i'm not an overthinker here's how i would argue i'm not an overthinker I make tons of decisions. Over, right? Overthinkers don't actually make decisions because they keep overthinking. I think you're a healthy overthinker. Mm-hmm. I think that you've learned over the over the over time that overthink, overthink. And you know what overthinking does is it it causes you to lose momentum. Right. And and what it does is is then you find yourself kind of dead in dead in your tracks. Dead and then stop. You kind of have to gain the courage and the momentum to get going and start all over again, mm-hmm. which would be better for you to kind of think, 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 think through. There's some, there's wisdom in that. And then boom, keep. That's what I do, babe. I mean, think about how many yeah, triggers we pull. For sure. All week for long. Sure. Just pulling freaking triggers all day long. I make decisions. But I think an enormous yes. amount around yes. it. Yes. But then I'm like, pull the trigger, pull the trigger, pull you the trigger, pull the trigger. You are definitely a thinker though. That's I would true. have a propensity <clears throat> to become an overthinker. I know yeah. that. But I'm not an overthinker. But yeah, I got, that's a great parallel. Mm. That's a really good parallel. Thank you. Let's go with the next one. Let's talk about the tailgater. 
We have the tailgater. Now, in Seattle, they're not as bad. I'm actually shocked when someone comes up and tailgates me. We were driving in Florida. Dear Lord, we'll be going 70 miles an hour, and they come right up on you. I mean, they, I mean. They're going to hit me. And I tap my brakes, like, to let them know that I see you tailgating me. And in Florida, in the South, that does not phase them. That'll make them angry. They just, they they start swerving behind you as they're tailgating you. In Seattle, if you tap your brakes, ooh, they back way off. Ooh, it's not politically correct. (laughs) 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 Right? Like, I mean, um, the tailgater. I would like to, I would like to uh, make the equivalent of with people who nag. The tailgater is the nagger. They just keep coming at you. Like there's a line that you're not supposed to cross and the nagger, the tailgater, they cross that line and then they sprint. Yeah, they just go for it, go for it. And it's like, it's one thing to kind of like go at people, come at people. You you have moments of like honesty or moments of clarity. Um, I would say, I would caution, okay, and you can say what you want to say, but here's who I would caution. I would caution parents and wives. Totally. I would think traditionally speaking from my experience which is limited that that's in just not just our our person you're not an ag babe you're you've you're but not I'm an a ag. total I was a really bad tailgater when we would fight and that came out of a place or when we have a disagreement it came out of a place of I wanted to resolve I wanted to resolve right yeah, yeah. here right now Just keep pushing and, keep pushing and so I would keep pushing keep but pushing wives wasn't, yeah. it didn't end well but when you agree parents have to be really aware of this because we yes, can we can yes, yes, be yes. tailgaters in the lives of our kids like we can just keep at them. And, and, and the motivation is like, I love you. I want what's best for you. And you keep going and you keep going. But at some keep, point, like they do, they are no longer listening to yep. you. They're not, they don't even Time recognize your car anymore. They don't know what you're trying to get through. Like the tailgater certainly has like an issue. Maybe they're running to the hospital. Maybe they're late for an interview. Maybe that, who knows, right? But you don't know because all you can yeah. see is the incessant just tailgating. And so, and I think wives would have this propensity. And let me ask you this. I'm sure dudes... I'm sure husbands like nag wives, but doesn't it, wouldn't it, is it, is it off of me to say, is it sexist of me to say, babe? Like I would feel like. It definitely could come off sexist, wives, but I would say the tendency, because, because there's a, there's an instinct in women to, to take care, to mother, to love, to nurture. That's just how we've been wired. So I think that can, that can become unhealthy. Comes off as nagging. It could, well, it can become unhealthy because I think nurturing is very healthy and yeah. well, but over nurturing, over doing um, becomes that nag, nag, nag. And men, for the most part, by personality mm-hmm. and by makeup, they're less of they're less nurturing. So they're like, hey, just kind of figure so it out. So the tendency could be more women. So it's interesting that the nagging part comes from a place and a strength of like caring and right. wanting to, but it's like, but you're tailgating. You're doing it. You're too close. Yes. You're too close. It's too much. It's too, much. It's too perpetual. Like you have to back off, give some space. I mean, that's a great parallel. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's All right, great. let's talk about the double parker. Oh gosh! And I'm not talking about the double parker. Like I'm, I'm talking about the double parker in the middle of the road. The dude, some. Oh, oh, I'm sorry because you put on your hazards. That makes it okay. Oh, like they they stop in traffic like on a road that you can't get around them because it's just one lane each way. And like they in a neighborhood. They throw on their hazards, and then they get out. Like that makes it okay. And they just double park and they're running in to like drop off something, or they're running in real quick just to buy. I was just going to buy a diet coke. And they just, and then all of a sudden traffic starts to build up and you can't get over because other cars are coming this way and they just double park. Oh, this happens. Okay, where you work, the the Totem Lake Villages where we have a, uh-huh. a shop. There are double parkers there all the time. Mm-hmm. They, and you know what they do? They're waiting for, like they're picking someone up. Mm-hmm. But that someone who's being picked up, it's not there. It's not even thinking about you. Just walking out leisurely, talking to Joe. Hey, Joe, huh. beautiful weather we're having out here today, right? <laughs> double parkers. Okay, who you know who these people are? Self-absorbed people. 
self-absorbed. I know. Are you mad at me? You're coming in hot, man. I told you I was you're, going to. You're really dabbling. Stop looking at me like a counselor. I told you this was going to happen. <laughs> I'm not looking at you like a counselor. I, I pre-warned everyone this morning. I'm like, dude, I got something. People are turning you off or on right now. Turn it up. <laughs> turn it up, man. Learn to you're, drive, you're dabbling, please. man. You're dabbling. Please learn to drive um, in life and in real. So these are self-absorbed people. These are people that literally, and I, I cannot relate with these people. They think it's just them. You they know, feel like coronavirus killed us all, and it's just them. They're Will Smith and I am Legend. They're the only people left, and they just think it's them. How? Give me some insight into this, babe. That's a great How? Movie. How do you not know there's everyone around you? How? How? It's, you know, it's, it's been taught. They caught, they learned a behavior. I, this is just in my, my own experience. People who kind of tend to, to do this throughout their life in other areas too. It's kind of the way they were raised. Mm-hmm. It was the way they, uh, maybe there wasn't someone in their world was like, hey, you, there are other drivers than you on the road. There are other people in line than you waiting for the same thing. There are, you know, it's something that in society, a family member, a parent should be teaching, right? So I, I think when I, I engage with people who have these tendencies, that's the first thing I think of. Oh, they, they didn't pick up on something along the way and they weren't taught something along the way. So hopefully somewhere, somehow they can make a change, right? By, by learning or watching. So, so I think for me, it's like, yeah, I kind of get why people do that. They, it's like, hey, you can't, like telling a kid, like you can't just leave your toy in the middle of the living room. You and, gotta, you, you know gotta, what? And maybe that, around. maybe that's actually a decent explanation, but I just want to still go on record to say it's not an excuse. It isn't. To Especially when you're adulting by now. And throw on your hazards. Totally. Um, maybe we should bring in a professional, Molly Jensen, our good friend. And honestly, I think we should bring her to the studio in the future here. And I want to ask her these questions like, how are people? How do people become so entitled? Like, I want to know what's the, what's the, and what, maybe some remedies of what of is some the of those recipe? Yeah, that's so good. All right. What about the insert, the instant honker? <laughs> you met this guy? You're at the green light. It's a red light. And you're just sitting there. You're not on your phone. You're not texting. You're paying attention. And the light turns green. It turns green. Honk. <laughs> okay. It hadn't been green for a <laughs> half a second. Green. Me. Honk. Uh-huh. Like, oh my God. Like, it, and then I'm like, what, well, did I miss something? I'm like, no, I didn't miss something because I still beat all the other cars off the line. But the instant honker behind you. Honk. <laughs> off the line. Honk. Okay. What is this person? What is happening? I'll tell you what I think. That This is stressed out people. Stressed to the max. Yeah. Always in a rush. Um, These are the people in life that like always, always in a rush stressed out like just like uh, i got a million things going and these are the people and i'll use this word that we don't like to use it's like a, it's like a curse word in our world they're busy so so, so busy. busy so many things. now i understand being busy I, I i got a bunch of stuff to do i got a bunch of homework elf um but they're so busy yeah, that's an elf line i was totally hey can lost. i do my can i dinner in my room i got a bunch of homework um anyways they're busy I don't like to say I'm busy. I understand like life can be busy, but busy to me has like this connotation. I'm, I like people like, oh, I know you're busy. I'm like, I'm not busy. Even if I am busy, I like to say like life is full. We live it, life to the fullest. It remembers, and it's and it's terminology and vernacular. But I hate the word busy. I had a friend, and we had this conversation one time, and and we were close enough, and finally she was always late to everything, and she comes into this like party we were you know had scheduled Vic the sound chick apologized for that yeah no it's not Vic the sound chick <laughs> and, and she like was you know apologizing again for like the hundredth time that she was late and I'm like well why like is it a thing for you and she's like you know what I've realized is I just put 
I put all of my things in life in one day, back to back to back to back to back to back. So she's like, I leave no room in between a meeting. I don't consider drive time. I don't consider what if, what yeah. if there is traffic? Yeah. I think a practical thing like that, like when I meet people who are just constantly, constantly kind of stressed out, can barely get to one thing to the next, I'm thinking they probably can't manage, it's a managing thing, their day to the point of honk, like I gotta go. And you know, they cut you off in the meeting and they, yeah, they gotta go true. to the next meeting. And it's like, you didn't manage your time well. And, and you I think be in such right. a hurry. A lot of times the people who claim to be the busiest are not very busy. They just don't they're manage their time well. And then people that don't time. say they're busy, if you if you followed them around all day, you'd be like, oh my goodness. Like they Jen, do this a would lot. be you. Like you do so much. You, you but what they're just efficient. They manage the moments, they manage the hours, and they manage the minutes. Yeah. And they think through things. And you just you set up your day, you can accomplish so much. There's so much wasted time in between. In between going to meetings, I have to study perpetually. I'm studying for podcasts, content. I'm creating a sermon every week. I'm doing talks and with different groups every week, right? And so one of my favorite and most productive times to study is on the drive. On the drive in between all the different places I go. like, And I, I prepare for it. Like I have a thought and notes that I'm like, while I'm driving, I'm gonna think through this. While I'm driving, I'm gonna think through that section of that talk. While I'm driving, I'm, I'm gonna so listen good. to this one thing, which kind of talked about what I want to talk about. It's gonna give me a perspective. Like you use your time yeah. so you don't have to, and yeah, it's just, yeah. Anyways, instant honker, instant stressed honk. out. Hey, just, I would literally, if, I would, if you're an instant honker and we're learning to drive better, just, my God, breathe. Like just take a breath. Give yourself a little space. Like plan three. Take a breath. Have a cup of coffee. Plan out your day. I promise yeah. you. Take the ten minutes it takes to plan and out the day. And shave off things. I think less is mm-hmm. more sometimes as we're building our schedules. Can't say yes to everything. <clears throat> Got to say no to some things. Yeah. All right. What about the NASCAR race driver? The NASCAR race driver. These are the people. I'm all for speeding, by the way. I'm a speeder. You are really a speeder, Jay. I might be a little But bit. you're not a NASCAR race driver. So if the speed limit is 60, I'm going 69. I have this theory that as long as I'm in the sixes... I'm going 75. A radar gun isn't going to pull me over. Because if you had 70 and the officer sees 70, he's like, whoa, you're speeding. Speed limit's 60. But if the speed limit's 60 and I'm in 69... It's a mental thing. It's like, what, you're in the 60s. They're not going to pull you over. It's like, it's paid 99 cents or a dollar. I agree. And I'm like, that costs a dollar? Uh, it's only 99 thing. cents? <laughs> you know, it's one penny. It doesn't matter. So if it's 65, unfortunately, I just stay in the 69s because yeah. I don't want to jump into the 70s. That's some wisdom, friend. You drive. If it's 60, you're driving 75. Yeah, you're driving 75. 100%. I know that. Because I, I drive behind you. I'm like, she's going to get a ticket, which you haven't because I guess God loves you and he favors you and he protects you. I'm, I'm talking about the NASCAR sp- race drivers. That means I'm going 75 on the interstate. <laughs> and they come by me like I'm sitting so still. loud and so fast. They're going 115. I mean, and they are swerving, <laughs> just whooms. Little Red, you've met these people, right? Have you driven by them or no? Oh, you're not. You're not a NASCAR race driver, right? No. Okay, I didn't think you were. Okay, these people in life are the ones that are super grinders. I'm not just talking about grinders because I got a little respect for a grinder. Yo, I'm a grinder. These are super grinders. They are always in a rush. They are perpetually running late. They, they just, they live their life like everything. Go, 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 go. They're 100%. Many of them work in multi-level marketing. <laughs> oh, man. They just, they, they are just, everything is 100%. So fast that you're like, oh. Like those of us who are going at a pretty quick clip, those of us who are moving pretty fast, we're like, Dude, 
slow oh, down. Like, just enjoy. Like, what is the point of the destination uh-huh. if you are just going so fast and so hard for the end? You know what I'm saying? Like, take a moment. I, if I'm talking to these people, I'm like, chill, man. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think people, the I think NASCAR race drivers, and I don't know because I'm not one, but I think they think people are more impressed with them than people actually are. In fact, we're concerned. If I can just be honest, I think the NASCAR race drivers like, dude, people are like, dude, I'm just killing it in life. They like when they go to bed at night, you know, super fast. Time for bed, go. You know, when they wake up in the morning, it's time to get up, go. I think they think we're all like, wow, we're impressed. And I guess there is a level of being impressed. But in in fact, NASCAR race driver, Uh we're more concerned. Like when I see that person coming coming in my rearview mirror, I'm going eighty. Totally. And they're coming up like I'm saying so. Like I'm not impressed. Like, dude, look at this guy. Look how fast he's going. Such a stud. I'm like, dude, you're gonna kill somebody, and you're gonna kill yourself. You're gonna hurt yourself. Like, slow the freak down, yeah. right? Don't you think there's a place in life to be like, hey, hey, slow down a little bit, man? I think so too. I that's a really good parallel to it. And what about the car that refuses to merge? Oh man, this is a tough the car one. that refuses refuses to merge. I if I'm if I'm in traffic and that car's oh, coming, man. I don't mind. I just speed up and I, I forget about them. They're in my peripheral. I just you let know, them go. This is the but truth. when you're behind that car. I, I now I get so frustrated. I go around. I'll literally go into another the wrong lane and go around. You'll break the law. Just to make the point. Next car. No, yeah, I'm no. just like it is so bad. Yeah. Like I it, I'm that someone's gonna hit me traffic is merging the person in front of me can't they should merge. be they should be speeding up. Yep. But they, it's you, dangerous. you know who these people are? You know who these people are? They're afraid of commitment. Afraid of commitment. It's like, hey, just speed up and merge in. That's, You're going to have to commit. So no, no, they're not going to commit. So what they do is they're slowing down, slowing down. Everything's going. They're like, it's too much. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to fully commit. And so they're on the side. They're on the side. And here's the thing. If you don't ever, ever just be like, I'm going to commit, commit to the relationship, commit to the decision you made, commit to the job, commit to where you are. If you don't, you're going to end up off the road, rolling into the roughage and the brushes and you're going to be lost in the trees. Like, that's what's going to happen. You will be pushed off or the Or you're going to get mangled by the other cars hitting you. Yeah, someone's going to slam you I from mean, behind. Like, let's just, it's just next level. Oh, man. I, I cannot tell you honestly, how many times honestly, I say this I word in traffic. tickets should be made, police officers should be ticketing people that do that. And in, in, in citation or whatever it is because it's like, a it citation. is, is yeah, it a citation? Yeah, a citation yeah. <laughs> or a ticket. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like because it's 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 so bad. It's not only affect. It's obviously affecting the guy right behind him, but it's affecting three cars it costs, back. It causes traffic too, and the traffic. And you you realize what's going on, and it's a guy who's still not turning. And I'm like, it, it, literally, I'm just, I'm going around him, like, and hopefully I the car shout that I'm like, commit. Oh yeah. The thing is too, I like, yell merge already. One of the things that I'm worried about then when I'm thinking when I go around this guy, I'm thinking hopefully the guy behind me is catching it so that when I go around real fast, he's not now rear-ending him. You know. And I think sometimes people are afraid to merge because the people that are in the traffic aren't yielding. Yes. Just like, don't let someone's inability to yield keep you from merging. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> All the parallels. <laughs> Can I just say this? Your inability to commit is affecting other people. Wow, that is so true, baby. In life yes. and in traffic. Hashtag, please learn to drive. <laughs> okay, last one. <laughs> Lil Ren, do you like this podcast? She's quiet <laughs> over here. Um, are you doing a teeth thing? Do you got a teeth thing in? Oh, I thought you had like a whiter teeth thing in. Okay. <laughs> Last one. Last but not least, the Sunday driver. Now, the Sunday but driver. Don't be mad at the Sunday driver. No, no. Okay, I'm but not this mad is a, it's not Sunday. 
This is an old okay, phrase. Now that's that is true. This is an old phrase. This came up way back in the day, and I guess because on well, Sundays everyone's grandpa. off, people going to church. Yeah. The but- Sunday driver drives slow, but I'm not saying I'm not saying. Slow isn't bad. I'm not mad at. Grips, I don't personally. You know? I don't personally prefer slow, but what I'm saying the Sunday driver does is they drive slower than the speed limit that is posted. So there is there's a pace that you're supposed to be going at. This is a healthy pace. This is a this is an appropriate pace, and I'm talking life and on the road. Sunday drivers go five to ten miles underneath Under. the yeah. pace. They're not dead stop, but they're just going. So, so slow. slow. I would argue there may be no one more annoying to me in the world when it comes to driving (laughs) than Sunday drivers. Like, Seren, you've been with me, right? Enjoying the journey. Everyone has to relate with me. You guys are playing so like, oh, don't be so mean. Jen. Well, I agree. You you would have to be so frustrated behind a slow driver. But if it's a Sunday and I'm looking. Let's say it's not Sunday. And I see. Sunday is just a. Cute grandpa driving. I'm not. Too mad about I'm not it. talking about grandpa on Sunday. I'm talking about like the people who drive slower than the speed that's, limit. That's real. All the time. Yeah. Does it not bother you? Oh, 100%. Please get a little angry right now. Uh, I, I feel like you both are like, here's me. Yes. So you you bothered by that. I get around them super fast. These are the, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna relate these to the pee-pee people, the, the peepees. peepees. <laughs> I'm going to relate this to the peepees who um, they live life with this motto, safety over everything. Mm. that's what these people are. And I, and I don't, when I say these people, it comes <laughs> yeah. off like, I hate you, sorry. Yes. Like, these people, no. Okay, this type of personality. Thank you. Safety over everything. Safety over everything. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like, and I just want to go out on a limb in the days we live in and say, the goal in life was never meant to be safety. I, th- I think we can, I think we can, you know, be, make good decisions and we, safety is is part of a goal, but it cannot be the only goal we're living in because you'll never, ever, 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 ever be 100% safe. There's always, life in itself is a risk. Life is a risk. And the truth is, is the the guy who's driving 10 to 15 miles under the speed limit is actually more unsafe than driving the speed limit. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. they're actually making it way dangerous for And it causes more, I guess it's, it's more chances of Something bad happening. A lot more issues come out come of that. Out of oh my God. The parallels space. we're making in society today, if you can hear it and connect it, my goodness. Like, yes. And they're and they're and they're they're driving slow. There isn't even a, there isn't even a danger that's apparent right, yet. Right. They're just going slower than they should because they're like, what if? Mm-hmm. It's what if a danger appears? What if a child runs out? Well, if you're going the speed limit, you'll have the ability. To stop in time. Right. But no, 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 they go, they go slower. And they think it's wise. And I'm thinking about Sunday drivers. They would tell you I'm being wise. I would say it's unnecessary and it borderlines ridiculous. And Seren and I were driving. I can't remember where we were. We were coming into the neighborhood and we knew it. We were coming up on them. We, I mean, the speed limit is only 25 in this, in this neighborhood. And I was like, oh my God. And she's like, dad, what are they doing? And we knew it. We came right up on them. They're going 10, maybe 15 miles an hour. Um, I didn't tailgate them but I did hit my horn. A nice tap. <gasps> you did? I did. After a little bit. I'm like, <laughs> or did I not? Did I not? Maybe, you did. maybe I didn't. Maybe I maybe I was like, okay, whatever. You know, just sit back. Um, mm. I'll take a nap while at the wheel because you can when you're driving that slow. There's no need for that kind of safety. And they, here's the, they would say this. Here's, here's what the safety over everything people say. It's caring for others. It shows that I care. I'm being, I'm being mindful of others. I would say, no, it shows that you're scared. Wow. Overly 
scared yep. of life. That's really good. You're too scared. You're too scared. I get it. But there's a reason there's speed limits. Some are faster, well, some are slower. driving the speed limit is saying I care. Driving alone is dangerous, man. Right. Life alone is it's dangerous. dangerous. So if real. you can't, if you're not, if you're not willing to go the speed limit, then I would just say this: don't drive. Yeah, that's really good. And and life, if you're not willing to go the speed limit, I'd be like, well, I don't want to say don't live. <laughs> Although when they frustrate me, I'd be like, don't live. <laughs> but like, like figure that out. You're gonna have to figure that out. Like the, mm-hmm. you're not, and you're actually making it more dangerous for everyone else. That is a fact. You can be ticketed for going beneath the yep. speed limit. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're causing, you're creating danger that's not even there, but you're creating it because of, here's the thought, because you're afraid of danger, you overcompensate with safety. And by doing that too much, you've created another kind of danger. Yep. That's We're right. saying so much without that's saying deep. it. That's yeah, good. We said so much that's without deep. saying it. Oh man. And, and saying all of this, we love all all of these people. <laughs> I have. I, I feel know, yeah. a need to, to reiterate that. Uh, Billy Huffman, you love all. Uh, of them. I love them in the Lord. You love them in the Lord. <laughs> the Lord. The Lord's oh, ships. Oh man, just okay. If please, please, friends, <laughs> learn to drive. Learn oh, to drive on the road really and learn really to drive good. in life. Yeah. Any uh, huskies? Hey, well, thanks for I listening. Thanks for listening to Coffee Talk. Cheers, my love. Catch you next time. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.